Hey, everybody, and welcome to Memento, a podcast by Washington Avenue Christian Church. See, here at Washington Avenue, we understand that sometimes you forget who you are, and sometimes we forget um, what we're supposed to do, and sometimes we even forget what we talked about on Sunday morning. So in an effort to remind ourselves of who we are and what we're supposed to do, and even what we talked about on Sunday, we bring to you this podcast, Memento. And I've got Jake here with me again today. We are going to be having a discussion about... Ephesians, and I'm excited to dive into that. I don't know about you guys, um, but Jake and I really loved doing this a couple of weeks ago, and it was awesome, and it felt a lot better than just like one of us doing it. So we're going to lean into it a little bit more together. So uh, to start us off uh, today, Jake, tell me what... um, has stood out to you or jumped out to you from the past couple of weeks since we did this again we've had two sermons yeah <clears throat> so yeah go for it yeah well one thing that i noticed is i, I kind of watched the podcast over which i don't normally do with like my sermons and stuff um but i watched it over and i noticed two things one i touch my nose like every five seconds you do and then like i also say like like every 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 other word so uh-huh. That's annoying, and I'm going to try and not do that <laughs> this time. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a ton of fun. We just got to, like, have a conversation with microphones and cameras in front of us. But I enjoyed it. Hopefully, I'd like to come back whenever you guys want me to. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed your sermon, and I'm not just trying to, like, puff you up or anything. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed your sermon. I um was telling Isaac that uh, sometimes I get um, not not annoyed or anything like that, but like sometimes I don't like being the guy that you like ask me about your sermon beforehand because then I like know what you're going to say. Um, but I also love it at the same time because it makes me feel cool that you want to talk to me about it. But also uh, it was cool to see just how you implement implemented like what you were going to say. Um, but man, the... Uh, um, the part about um, like Sammy's dad coming to the door yeah I mean like that was just huge for me and I think really for Aubrey as well mm-hmm. like we just talked about that a lot this weekend and um, you know just cause you know yeah we've all all need that in our lives and mm-hmm. to just feel that like type of love from a heavenly father is just something that you can't get from anyone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, uh, I did, you're not supposed to do this when you write a sermon. You're not supposed to write a sermon around an illustration. And I don't only want to talk about my sermon, Yeah. but, um, I, as we were thinking about clothes, like that was kind of the first thing that popped into my mind was the whole story of like Samantha, you know, that's just kind of a long family joke. So I've heard that a lot of times, but, as I was reading about like this old self and new self, like that was the first thing that popped into my head. So I was like, I don't know where else I'm gonna go, but I'm definitely gonna use this. And, and you know, so that had been percolating for a long time and um, in writing the sermon and I practiced it on Saturday. I came up here and stood in the sanctuary and practiced it and came out like I wanted it to, but then man, like at eight o'clock, it like hit me so hard. I was like getting emotional 
Yeah. And then at 9.30, like, Samantha was sitting in the front row, and I was a mess. And then at 11 o'clock, it was just, like, I was emotionally raw from having almost cried a couple of times. Anyway, so it, it hit me even yeah. really hard, and it, I knew that it was coming. Um, my father-in-law, John, was texting me this morning. And he was like, bro, that wasn't fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should have told me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was like, that wasn't fair. We were watching, and he, he said uh, that he got teary-eyed, too, which is, like, if you know John at all, like, Samantha's seen him cry twice. Wow. And so, like, yeah. m- maybe three times now. Um, and so, like, that, it hit him even, was, like, cool. Yeah. That. Well, I just think it's cool. Uh, yeah, not to talk about your sermon the whole time, man, but, like, I just think it's cool when, you know, the pastor can be, like, vulnerable like that. And I, I think you did a really good job. Yeah, yeah and, thanks. Uh, yeah, I heard even me and my dad were talking about it today at lunch, and he was like, I know that was a big deal. For Shane. <laughs> like, it's funny. He was sitting there, and you know how your dad is. Yeah. He's just, like, sitting there like this, right? And I, like, walked by, and he was like. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. that's all I needed from Matt. Yeah, I was right there. That was it. <laughs> he told me. He was like, yeah, I just gave him a thumbs up because he was, he was going to get it from other people. But, uh-huh. yeah, um, tell me. Give me your thoughts on the practicum. Like what? Yeah. Aside from like stressing about your yeah. portion of it. like Yeah, I thought it was super fun. You know, we had never done anything like that before. Um, and even if I just got to be like on the, like the worship side of like, you know, being in the, in the congregation, I think that would have been cool just to like be able to, to watch and to hear from three different people that quickly. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, it was, it was a little awkward in the transition being the middle guy mm-hmm. uh, just being because normally you know yeah i pray or something and i was just like all right uh i'm done now so <laughs> <laughs> next guy yeah but uh i enjoyed it i thought it was super cool and uh not that uh a church normally feel a church sunday normally feels super long but it sure made that time go by fast when it was like 12 o'clock already and i was yeah. like oh wow uh-huh. but uh yeah i thought it was super cool i i loved Jim's illustration from Max. Dude, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It was it was good. Yeah, it was just very Jim, you know, filled with very uh, lots of puns and that sort of stuff, and mm-hmm. um, but also very well thought out. And you know, I think um, what uh, I'll I'll shout him out. Zach Smith asked you and what I said to him yesterday is like what I learned, what the Spirit taught me. Through yeah. my sermon, mm-hmm. um, was just for the first time. I think I understood emotionally what it meant that like I'm not enough, um, but Christ is enough, and because Christ is manifesting Himself in me, like I am enough, mm. and like that, like I I've known that, but like never like emotionally, like it was always just here and never really down here. Um, and I think we were singing like Christ be magnified. And I was just like, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what like visualized, what was visualized in my brain, but it was like literally like a, like, I don't know, like a, like an orange. And then like, it was an empty orange and then something was inside of it. And it was like, Christ was an like, apple. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not an apple, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I can't even like put into words what I visualized, but I was just like, Oh, that makes so much sense now. I'm like, I've never, and that, that is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's just something that I deal with is feeling like I'm not enough. And even talk to like some of my mentors and my counselor about that all the time and talk to, I mean, that's what we've talked about for five years. And just to like finally understand that, like you're not enough dude, but 
Jesus is and he's in you and manifesting himself in you. So you're good, <laughs> you know? So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. But, yeah, I, uh, since you stole what I was going to say, um, <laughs> just real quick, I, I actually really liked at the end of what you said, you, I don't know if you, how intentional you were about this, but like you made the, the, the potential small group leader mm. of, you know, a high school girl, like a 60 year old person. Yeah. Um, which oh, I sure. love because like we're, we're really big on intergenerationality here at Washington Avenue Christian Church. And we speak that language a lot, but we're still really in the middle of like trying to figure out <clears throat> what that looks like. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, for, for whatever reason, right or uh, more likely wrong, um, we just like hit this cap where it's like after, you know, your 30s, you're not really like young enough or cool enough or maybe Relevant. it's energetic enough yeah. to like hang out with the youths. Yeah. And so um, I hope that people like heard that and were yeah. like, I, I, I can do this. I have the time. I have the wisdom. Like... That's what these kids need more than you being cool and um, wearing, you know, the right clothes or anything like that. What what these kids need is your wisdom and your longevity and having walked with Jesus for a really, really long time yeah, and absolutely. having lived that out in their in your daily. Yeah, yeah. It's my sermon writing process is kind of interesting. Like. I don't know what it's like for other people, but I just kind of study for a little bit and then like literally just kind of like word barf. So it, it which to me makes it kind of cool because it's like it doesn't really feel like it's me because it's just like I edit I edited that sermon like once and it was like after a couple of days after I wrote it, like so it's just like it all just kind of comes out. Um but yeah, that came out and like I think it's just an overflow of the spirit and also just like the the intergenerational thing that you're talking about, man, like I just believe in that so much. Like, mm -hmm. you know, these kids really need someone who can just speak life into them. And yeah, you don't gotta be 20. You don't have to wear Vans or like- holy, Those are shoes. Yeah, yeah, van, you know, just like, you don't have to be relevant in the ways that you think that you need to be. Like, you just need to like know who Jesus is and like love people and love kids, you know? And those, those kids need that. And they, I like I need, someone in my youth ministry who's older than me and can bring in perspectives that I don't have, you know, like, yes, I can connect with the students well, but like you have a, you have like, if I asked a 60 year old to come in, that's like three of my lives, you know? So like yeah. they could come in and like, Hey, you know, Jake who like has some sort of wisdom, like I've, I've lived three of him. So, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's just so beneficial for our kids and for me and just really everyone involved. And yeah, like that was definitely intentional. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool so. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, uh, I also just really liked the, um, shortness of it and how quickly it moved. Mm. I think it might be fun. Maybe we talk to Jim about this, but yeah. if like one of the practicums was like this, yeah, just no. like a discussion. Yes. I think that'd be super like, cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like it would be scary. Yes. Because it's like no prep, but like, uh -huh. yeah, no, I, I would love that. I think it'd be cool to bring maybe not even just like us, but like to bring different types of yeah. people, mm -hmm. you know, and like mm -hmm. different perspectives. And, you know, I'd love to, yeah, get a bunch of different type of people up there and mm -hmm. not just 
three dudes, <laughs> you know, yeah. with uh-huh. blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, <laughs> literally all we're the silver same. Here. So yeah, we're silver here. Love you, Jim. <laughs> um, let's talk about Ephesians <laughs> more specifically here a little bit. So Jake alluded to it already, but um, one of one of <coughs> Jake's Wya guys came up to me um, on Sunday night after after our class that we're in together. And he said like, how did the spirit convict you in your own sermon? And I was like wrecked because literally nobody's ever asked me that before in my entire life. Um, and so that really made me think, but I, I want to ask you, and again, not to just talk about my sermon and puff, but that is the most recent thing. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about it. But like, how did you feel the spirit convicting you through the message on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the the bottom line or the main thought was um, consider what is done for you um, and pick the clothes that are right and true, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Except it was in a song. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I don't know how to sing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch uh, Daniel the Tiger or whatever. No, you're it is. missing out. Well, on maybe one day. Life know. truth. <laughs> um. I think some people, maybe for me, it was just like kind of realizing my story and understanding like what that really means to like pick the right clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think some people might think, and for me, I think I thought that like whenever I just like put on the robe, like it would just be like immediate, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'd just be like the exact, just following God's will immediately. And Mm -hmm. I think what people need to understand and what, I needed to understand and I'm still understanding, um, which is a complicated way of saying that is that, uh, like it's so much more of a process, you know, like it's, it's not like I put on the, the robe and I'm just like immediately like the best Christian ever, you know, like I just have a perfect relationship with God and like, no, like it's a, it's a journey. It's a process, you Mm -hmm. know, and like, Mm -hmm. You know, it, one, you have to even realize that you have those type of clothes on, you know, and what that means. And like, yeah, I think as I was transitioning to like start working here and like, I, I really like was coming from a different life, you know, after, after high school, like I was just making stupid mistakes and coming here, you know, it was like, okay, like I've got the, like the church hat on now and like got the church shirt on, but like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and like mm-hmm. even, you know, going back into my older groups of friends and people and like wearing my church shirt and like trying to figure out, they're like, what are you wearing, dude? You know, and yeah. like, uh-huh. they're like, why are you acting like that? And I'm like, well, this is, this is who I am. This is actually who I was the whole time. Like, yeah. I just kind of went somewhere else, you know? And um, yeah, so I think really just, it just convicted me of like being okay with the fact that like, sanctification is a journey mm-hmm. you know? yeah it's funny because um i sent the i sent the sermon to our buddy nate malugin yeah um and he watched it last night and he was just texting me throughout the whole thing um but that's exactly what he brought up too it's like mm-hmm. he thinks that people or he said people think that it's just like one like okay old self new self bam done yeah. and it's not and that kind of got me thinking and just going off of what you were saying but it's, it's not even that you just like put on the new self and keep going. But yeah. like the first step to all of that is you got to take off your old self, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And like that is a process in and of itself, yeah. right? And you just, I mean, C.S. Lewis is a better storyteller than I am, but like yeah. even our own efforts to do it, um, 
Like we don't, we don't do it enough, right? We don't allow it. Um, Nolan was like, man, what really jumped out to me was like in, in, in Houston's efforts to get it, like it didn't cause any pain. Mm. Like, because we, we're not willing enough to like cause ourselves the pain that it takes yeah. to take off the old, to put on the new. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Um, so like putting on the new self is so good, but like if you're just putting on like, you know, Houston's like putting on clothes designed for a boy, but like while he's still a dragon, doesn't work, right? Yeah. Like you gotta work through and like remove that callus mm. before so that like it fits like you're like, the clothes fit like they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even if you're, even if you are willing, like mm -hmm. even if you are willing to change, like you can't do it without him. Right. You know, like mm -hmm. even like, even if I want to go that deep, mm -hmm. I physically can't do it right. without, yeah, yeah. without Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't hold your breath. Like if you hold your breath for too long, you're going to pass out and your body functions are going to start kicking back in and you're yeah. going to start breathing again. And it's kind of the same thing. Like you can, you can maybe, I think, cut yourself pretty deep in order to like get yourself going, but you, you, you can't do it to the extent that it needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to answer my own question real quick um, yeah. that, that Zach asked me and then we can go into something else. But Zach, Zach asked like, what did the spirit convict in you? And uh, for me, uh, the thing that I've really been working on is trying to be more vulnerable and emotional. Like I mentioned in the sermon, like I'm at really high T, so feelings and stuff are gross, but um, even, even in that sermon in, in two different ways. One, I was expecting because I was more vulnerable than I normally am, but also at the end, I wasn't expecting the emotional part. And so like the spirit, even in that was like taking off the old self. Uh, like literally while I was preaching, it was like yeah. removing the old self and putting on this newer, more vulnerable, more emotional self. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is happening while I'm doing it. Yeah. And I didn't even think of that. And like, really, I didn't think about that until Zach like did the, Ask me that question, but yeah, um, that's super yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. So, Jake, what does it mean? We're running shortish on time here, but from Jake's perspective, what does it mean that we are light? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you the exact, um, like the exact verse, um, but I don't know. Like in our wire group, we're just like studying Luke, yeah, and uh, it's such a um, like recurring theme in Luke as well that like we are light and like light is so important but I think like in Ephesians and in this context like I think it's just meant to be you know like this whole world and the context that we live in like it's just filled with darkness and um, as Christians like we're supposed to just and this might be a simple answer but like we're just supposed to bring light into the darkness you know mm -hmm. and like we're not emitting that light um, like we're simply a reflection of that light and like Christ is manifesting himself in us and that's why we are light. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I like, yeah, I, I, as, as silly as that might sound or maybe not, like we mm -hmm. have to do that. And yeah. there's so much pain and so much um, just darkness everywhere that like we have to do that. And mm -hmm. not only for other people, but for ourselves as well, you know, like, there's darkness in us yeah. that needs to be mm -hmm. brought out into the light. And, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think um, just like thinking about the city of Ephesus, yeah. right? It was like this coastal uh, port city where all of the ships would come in and out as a big trade center. And uh, so they would, you know, 
sailors, right, who have been at sea for a long time. They would come in and, and uh, go to port, and they would go straight to, the, like, the temple of Artemis of the Ephesians, um, who was the goddess of, like, new life and reproduction. And so um, the priests and priestesses there, like, they, that was how you worshipped her. Um, if you catch my drift... And like even the statues of Artemis were pretty, pretty risque. And uh, um, that was, that's just one piece of it. It's this multicultural, multi-ethnic ethnic, um, place that um, like all of these religions and stuff were in. And literally one of the seven wonders of the ancient world is there. And, and, and that's where Paul's like, be like, be like here. And, yeah. um, and really what that means is just like, be different. You know, I was, I just had lunch with uh, with your one of your mentors actually, Donnie Conger, and um, I was just I had asked him like, what what's your story, bro? Like, how how are you doing, or how'd you how'd you get where you are? And he's just telling me like he didn't go to school or anything, um, and he said all all I know is like how I used to be and how I was, mm. and or how how I used to be and how I was and how I am now. Yeah, and like the difference, right? And if I can articulate that difference to our students and say that you can do the same thing, then like it's all everything else will fall in its place. And like, yes, he knows the Bible and yes, he studies and all of these things, but like that's, yeah. that's maybe like, that's, that's the basis of his knowledge. And maybe that ought to be ours too. It's just like, I know where I was and I know where I am now. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, something happened, but that difference is the key. So it's not like we're like, being a light is just like different. If everything else is dark, then like if you're different than that, then you're obviously going to stand out. You're going to be a yeah. light just by being in the Christ-shaped life. Well, I think it's too just like, you know, you've talked a big deal about like Ephesus and like how they worship like that. And I think it's like bringing back the light that was originally there, you know, because like sex is a beautiful thing and like God created that. And, like, they had distorted it, you know? Yeah. And that's really all that, like, Satan does is, like, he takes something because he's not creating anything. Like, mm -hmm. he's just taking something and distorting it mm -hmm. into being what it's not originally intended to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, hey, like, there is light in sex, but, like, not in the way that you're doing it, you know? So it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this light and show you the light. Um, yeah. back in the way that it should be uh -huh. originally intended. Theologically, in Ephesians 1 through 3, and practically in Ephesians 5, 21, 22, 23, submit to one another out of love for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands. And then yeah. husband. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think that that is like only a, like a, a passage about how to redeem sex, but I think that that's a big, could be a big part of it. That's a, that play there. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians is awesome. And honestly, like any of the literature to the church in Ephesus is pretty incredible. Like yeah. Acts 19 to 20 is like the meat of the book of Acts, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. Obviously, like Acts chapter 2 and the coming of the Holy Spirit is great, but um, that stuff. And then like Ephesus and the first and second Timothy is rich. Yeah. And then Revelation is my favorite book. You know that. And so, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, I could keep going. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and again. we've talked about how we want to keep this like 20, 25 minutes or so. And I think we're about there. Um, so we're going to wrap it up for now. But we'll have a, 
an actual sermon that neither one of us preached the next week yeah, to, to talk about discuss yeah. and until next about. time on memento podcast <laughs> <laughs> so i really wanted to do that this whole time <laughs> you've been itching for it yeah so i noticed um i noticed that today you did a lot better about touching your nose but yes. today it was the hat it was all it was about the hat ah oh, dang oh, it man i really the tried golden locks of hair. i tried bro i don't know what it is I, maybe it's just like i'm thinking and i gotta like touch my face for yeah. some reason that's uh-huh. probably why i have a beard because i get zits if i didn't, if I didn't do that <laughs> i don't know what that yeah. has to do with anything but um oils, thanks dude thank- oils on your on your fingers thanks for <laughs> checking us out in spite of talking about acne and boils and Oils, not oils. I'm sorry, I was reading Exodus boils, this morning. Bro. I was reading Exodus in the plagues this morning. Okay, dadgum. Um, what am I saying? <laughs> Signing off. All right. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Memento, a podcast from Washington Avenue Christian Church. If you liked us and like this, make sure that you subscribe to our channel or to our podcast and hit the notification button so you get the little ping whenever we drop a new episode. Um, we look forward to hanging out with you guys again next week. We love you and we'll talk to you soon.